It's Reverence Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm joined by the wonderful Drew Martin and the bodacious Joel Chandra, also known as the coach, who's our analytics guy. Myself and Drew are reverends in and pastors in different churches. He's from Selkirk, Manitoba. I'm, he's pastoring there. I'm pastoring downtown Toronto. And... We're going to talk some sports, talk some life, and we're going to relate it all back to what Scripture says and what we think, um, which hopefully aligns. So, Drew, tell us how you are doing. I'm doing great. Uh, enjoying the last bit of fall weather out here in Selkirk. It's supposed to be five degrees with a chance of snow on Thursday. So Oof. tomorrow, going to get my last golf round in. But, you know, here's hoping for... Another couple weeks of warm weather. How about you, Coach? Coach is good. Uh, it's been a solid week. Heading to Winnipeg tomorrow, so looking forward to that snow. Um, but here in the weather, Toronto's great. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I was excited to kind of brag on my fantasy team last week, but um, it uh, – didn't go so well for me this week against Drew in a different league. So I beat him last week, but he beat me this week. But he did get double Chandrand. So make that a thing. That's a I should have won this week. Coulda, coulda, woulda, bro. You lost. <laughs> I do not know why Pierce was not in my lineup. I just don't know why. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. It's okay. I started Gabe Davis over <laughs> Pierce. Hey. You never know. You never know that Raven secondary is pretty suspect. So um, let's get into some sports reverence. Quick hitter news. All right. Well, Albert Pujols hit his 703rd home run. Uh, I think he also passed Babe Ruth in RBIs, career RBIs. Uh, Aaron Judge also hit his 62nd home run. Uh, beating Roger Maris's AL home run record. Man City crushed Manchester United at 6-3 in the first derby of the year. The Aaron Rodgers threw, threw his 500th career touchdown on Sunday, and some guy named Patrick Mahomes was the fastest to 20,000 yards in NFL history and will never get a second championship. Oh, hot take. NBA season opener on Tuesday, October 18th, and the NHL season opens on October 7th and 8th in Prague between the Predators and the Sharks. And the Toronto Blue Jays earn home field advantage for the AL wildcard. Great to see playoff baseball back in Toronto. And that leads us to our first commercial, One Bone. One bone, you've heard us talk about it before. Big, tall, and all. It's great shirts for us big guys. We all have them. Great shirts. They're the most comfortable shirts you'll own. Uh, they got some nice winter jackets coming out that are look very tasty. Uh, the pants look good. If you go there and you use the promo code SPORTSREVS15, gets you 15% off your first order. So go check them out, SPORTSREVS15. All right, all right. Uh, first topic of the day, and really the most important, what's been going on in the sports world is the NFL. Drawn, drawn his viewers. Uh, first week recap. Uh, I'll give this one to you, Dan. What was the most surprising game over the weekend for you, and why? Wow. 
Um, there are a lot of good games. I would say my biggest surprise. Well, I don't know if it's my biggest surprise. It's tough to say surprise, but the Lamar Jackson Ravens up 17 on mm. the Bills. And, and you could just, if you're watching the game, you could just like, wow, this, they're going to blow this game. And the way they lost the game of uh, on, a, on a Lamar Jackson drop steps and just keeps backpedaling, backpedaling, had a receiver wide open, but because he's just backpedaling and not stepping up into the pocket, throws a pick, game over. They should be probably 4-0, but they've given up leads of 17 and 21 this season. So I would say that's my... And, and the Bills' defense has been decimated with injuries. So yeah. well, that's what do I would you, say. Do you think uh, Lamar's contract situation is playing any role in this? It's got to be in the back of his mind. Oh, uh, it has to be. Um, has to be in the back of his mind. Getting that giant payday, having to play for it every week. Um, you know, it is. It definitely weighs on him. Most people have agents for that. But he's got to deal with it all. I just think he has no one to throw to. Uh, I think it's the constant constant thing about Baltimore is uh, they're run heavy, but if you don't have a threat to throw, then uh, guys, they can just load the box and stop the run. Like Lamar was their leading rusher on Sunday. And uh, yeah, and Mark Andrews was nowhere to be found. It makes them very one-dimensional. Yeah. Well. My biggest surprise of Sunday was that Green Bay had to go to overtime to beat a third-string quarterback in New England. They snuck out the win, but in that locker room, that has to feel like a loss. Yeah. Uh, because um, the Patriots aren't the same team that they were with Tom Brady. And uh, when you – even with Brian Hoyer, and then when Brian Hoyer goes down, like, they should have ran away with that game. Um yeah, their their defense needs to step it up. I think their offense is clicking. Like they're they're using both uh, Jones and and uh, and what's his face Dylan. Uh, great. So their running game is there, but they really need to step it up. A lot of drop balls. Uh, but Dude, yeah, the defense the defense is probably the surprise <laughs> for me is that their defense can't stop a third string quarterback. Yeah. It- it's crazy to see that Devontae Adams is having a worse season in in Las Vegas than he would have if he stayed in Green Bay. Like, yeah. this would be unreal. Yeah, it, but I also don't think the Packers should have thrown that much money at him either. Um, yeah, it, the way that the Packers spend their money makes no sense to me. <laughs> um, they, yeah, they, they paid Aaron Jones too much money two years ago and lost their all-pro uh, center. Um, yeah, I, I think – anyways, that's it. I think the Packers will figure it out, though. Yeah, Thanks, that's sorry. the thing. The Packers look like they will figure it out. That's a, it could have been a trap game, you know? Like, that that game is – it could have gone either way, and they, luckily they pulled out the win, and this may you know, spark something going on uh rest of the year. Um, the New England my... defense is really good. Like, can't not say it's good, but – yeah. yeah. That's fair. I think for me, the biggest surprise was the Niners actually pulling out against the Rams. Um, I I enjoyed Jimmy G, but, you know, Debo finally came out to play today. And 
that was really the big, big, you know, difference from the first couple of weeks. They finally got the ball to Debo and finally got him going. But I, I thought the Rams would just come ready to just run a rough shot over everybody today. Um, but uh, did not. So I'm I'm happy, but I was also surprised. Um, yeah, that that 49ers defense looks stellar though. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Nick Nick Bosa can get to the quarterback really quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I think Matthew Stafford is struggling because their offense looks one dimensional too. It's get it to Cooper Cup. That's it. Uh Allen Robinson looks lost out there. Um yeah, and it yeah. I I wish the Fortnite would have got the ball to Kittle a bit more. Would have would have helped me beat you, but uh that's okay. Next and what, what has happened to Cam Akers? Like, I thought he was a good running back. I don't right. know what's they, they, going on. I have no idea. It's totally destroying my teams because I thought yeah. he was the next. I put a lot of stock in Akers this year. And, I, think, uh, I think a lot of people did expect this team to be a lot better. And maybe and... that's their problem. They're not using him. So. Maybe. Well, I think they underestimated the loss of Andrew Whitworth, their left yeah. tackle. Like, okay. he was a mainstay in Cincinnati and then – coming over to LA like he's one of the best in the game but I understand he wondered like he's 40 years old he needed to retire but I think they underestimated that loss at left tackle which is weird because it's also one of the most important positions in the NFL yeah it's the it's right next to the quarterback it's the highest paid position overall all right all right so good another good week in the books here in the NFL um Let's take a look at some of the games coming up. Big Thursday night game. Big. Uh, Colts and Broncos. Will Russell Wilson decide to step up? What are your thoughts, Dan? Yeah, I think it is actually a big game because both these teams are should be better than what they've performed. And Russell Wilson definitely doesn't look the same. And Matt Ryan has become a fumble king, which is not known from him from his career. So uh, both the quarterback play needs to improve. Both the defenses look okay, and uh, so we're going to see probably another low-scoring, run-heavy uh, kind of game, but it would be nice to see Russell Wilson let, let him be a little more free, let him start moving around in the pocket and moving the pocket for him. Um, so we'll see if they start implementing that. It is, it is relatively still both adjustments to their teams as quarterbacks, so could give them a break for that, but we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, Russell Wilson will win this game. And they'll bounce back. Score? Score? Uh, 24 to 16. Yeah. Okay. 24-16 Broncos. You heard it first. Mm-hmm. Drew, what do you think? Yeah. It, this game sort of is getting hijacked because uh, I think both starting running backs are out who are supposed to be the stars of the team. Russell Wilson doesn't look like Russell Wilson. Geno Smith looks like a boss up in Seattle mm-hmm. making like $2 million compared to Russell Wilson's like 40. Um, yeah. I, I think this is a low scoring game. Both defenses are good. Yep. Uh, like I, I think we're looking at like 14, 10. Um, I could definitely see I'll, that. Yeah. I'll give Denver the, the edge there just because I think they're healthier. Uh, yeah. And I like their offensive weapons more. Uh, Melvin Gordon is a better backup running back than Naeem Hines. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of feel like this game is really important in the sense that the AFC West is so tight, right? Every loss feels so magnified. And the AFC South is wide open. So, again, every every kind of win that the Colts can put together is um, pretty strong. So I, I'm, I'm predicting 17-13. I'm going with Denver. 17-13 is my guess for that. Um, Broncos across the board. Broncos across the board. Um, none of us are Broncos Nation, but we'll see. Uh, Sunday, let's start with uh, the guy with the goofy hat. Uh, Dallas and, and Rams play. Do we see the return of Dak, or is it uh, undefeated's chance to stay undefeated? Uh, Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush. Uh, yeah, I, I think if Dak's healthy, they'll play him. Um Especially because the Rams look like they're a little bit reeling right now. And it could be a good game for him to jump on. Especially with that Rams O-line. Just, just I think the Dallas the Dallas front four is something nasty right now. So they're, they can play with anybody. So that, that, that could be the biggest turn of the game is their defense. But if Dak's available, they're going to play him. I don't think there really is a uh, quarterback controversy like they're trying to drum up. But uh, Cooper Rush has been great for for what he does. So, game manager. I would I would argue the opposite that because it's the Rams, because it's Aaron Donald, <laughs> I don't think you want your first game back to be against the absolute True. beast that is Aaron Donald. Did you like? Did you see the 49ers not even touch Aaron Donald and let him get, <laughs> let him get back to the quarterback? He is a scary man. But uh, yeah, Cooper Rush has been great. Dallas still sucks though. So come on, give him props. Three and one. No, the Rams are gonna blow them out of the building here. I, I agree with Drew in the sense that we, if Dak's not like a hundred percent healthy, don't start him. Right? Cooper Rush did his job. Um, he got you to a winning record when everybody thought it would just be the other way around. Give him that extra week to to get healthy, get his. You know, timing back and all that kind of stuff. He didn't play much of the preseason either, right? So, no zero preseason, yeah. Yeah. So, let let the man get back to to rest here. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. I, I still think I think the Rams are going to come out strong, but the defense of the Cowboys does look really good. The front four does look really strong. Um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a closer game, but a high scoring game potentially. The uh, the so. rush of the Rams, I will say though, is if you. They don't have anyone opposite of Aaron Donald anymore to get to the QB. Just got to double him now, and it seems that's their their kryptonite. So they're missing Von Miller. Oh, big time, big time for sure. Which but, I didn't uh, think. Would but does Dallas's offensive line have anybody to block him anymore, other than Zach Martin? Yeah. We'll it's see. not like it's not like you can move Zach Martin around. No. Like, <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Just move Aaron Donald to the other side. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I think you just have to double him wherever they move Aaron Donald and pretty much have to face him that way because he's that good. Oh, he's, he's amazing. amazing. He's absolutely amazing. He's a beast. Uh, let's flip to the Philly-Arizona game. Uh, Drew, what are your thoughts on this one? I'm, I'm surprised with how good Philly looks on both sides of the ball. Like Jalen Hurts looks like a legit quarterback. Jalen Hurts looks like a better quarterback than Kyler Murray, um, in my opinion. And he's got a lot more weapons. Now, we haven't seen Kyler with D-Hop yet this year. 
true. Uh, so that could change some stuff, but I think this is going to be a high-flying, high-scoring affair. This one's probably going to be the most fun game of the main slate on Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you on that. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I, I like that take. Um, I just want us to remember who Philly has played so far. They started with the Lions, and they barely squeaked by. And the Lions are good, but they... The Lions they, are the highest-scoring team in the league. That's very true. And But they barely squeaked by the Lions. They're still flawed. They're good, but they're flawed. Then the Vikings on uh, Monday Night Football, where Kirk Cousins just doesn't ever show up. And then the Washington Commanders, that shouldn't even be a football team at this point. Carson Wentz is awful. Can we all just finally agree? Can you guys just admit that Carson Wentz is awful for me, please? Because you said it's for you, no. You can't. You guys just, you're that, you're that stubborn. You can't say Carson Wentz is awful. You guys are ridiculous. And then the Jags. The Jags looked, the Jags are are definitely improved. And Trevor Lawrence, I think, is, is, is going to be a very nice quarterback in the league. But uh, they're still not there. They're probably like a six-win kind of team, right? So I Philly hasn't really been tested in my opinion, but they'll they'll probably show out against Arizona, like Drew said, with that D hopless Cardinals. And they're probably gonna win. But we'll see week six is when they play the Cowboys. That's what oh, I've got. Team That's team because wrong. because Philly's got the arguably the best offensive line right now and then versus that forefront of the Dallas, that'll be fun to watch. That's all I'm saying. Week six, is it home for Philly or home for Dallas? It is. Verse, it's home for Dallas. Okay, so I'm... No, sorry, home for Philly, home for Philly. Home for Philly, okay. That'll be interesting. Uh, Definitely a good game to watch, but we're still in week five. Sunday nighter. Boom. We're still in week five. Uh, Bengals, Ravens, AFC North matchup. Um, Drew. Bengals, Ravens. Um, Yeah, this will be a good one. I I think uh, the Bengals are turning a corner here. Uh, Joe Burrow did not look himself for the first couple weeks, but I think, uh, I think they're going to turn around here. T Higgins looks real good. Um, yeah. He made, uh, he made the secondary of Miami look ridiculous and that's a good secondary in mm-hmm. Miami. So um, yeah, I like, I like this matchup though. Strong defense versus strong offense on both sides, I think. So this this could be a shootout or it could be a low scoring. Like it could go either way, really. But I think it'll be tight either way. Who are you picking? Uh, I think I think the Bengals. Uh let's go twenty four twenty one. Nice. All right, Dan? Yeah, I think this is gonna be a shootout. Um I'm not sold on either of the defense's secondaries, that's why. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going Bengals, going high scoring, like 35 to 32. Close one. 32? Yeah. How do you get to 32? <laughs> you can figure it out. Okay, 35. Ex- explain, explain how you get to 32. <laughs> okay, 32. 30, you get, uh, you go four touchdowns. Uh, oh, no, I don't and think two you safeties. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, 31, 31, 31. Sorry. Uh, math. Good on you. Yeah. Um, I 38 think thirty-eight to thirty-one. Thirty-eight to thirty-one. Rocking the Bengals. I think I think Lamar Jackson has a bounce back game. I think the Ravens push back. I'm picking them to win. I'm thinking you know, twenty-one, fourteen. I think it's going to be 
strong first quarter and then knuckle drug fest, drag them out kind of deal, rest of the game. But uh, yeah, I really I think AFC North is a pretty pretty good division overall. So um, a knuckle hoping, what? A knuckle what? Drag them out fest. I, just, I said drug by accident because of past tense. Relax. Okay. Okay. Just because you looked up with the nice word in the thesaurus today to give me props doesn't mean you're a wordsmith all right just chill just chill over there and monday nighter vegas chiefs uh last word so the last one will give this first one to drew yeah dan thinks this is a good game it's not a good game uh the chiefs are gonna absolutely destroy the raiders uh my hot take off the off season that the raiders are gonna be good is terrible mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. Like Derek Carr, I don't know. He looks like a worse quarterback with better weapons. I don't know. Yeah. Like he he made Hunter Renfro look like an All Pro last year, yeah. and now he can't hit the best receiver in the league to save his life. Uh, Mahomes is good and getting better. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's getting more efficient. So, uh, yeah, this is this is a blowout city like 35-3 okay okay I'll be down for that Um, yeah I think the biggest question with the Las Vegas Raiders has to go to coaching it went to Josh McDaniels who's his second stint as a head coach and doesn't seem to be able to uh, his first stint wasn't good either yeah so this is two times now in a row and Coming from off of it was basically John Gruden, right, and whoever was the interim at the time, and you saw how much better Derek Carr was. Uh, you saw how much better even their their run game was, and and all of it. Um, and you add in Devonte Adams, they should be better. So I don't know. It has to be Josh McDaniels on him, and obviously Derek Carr does have to play better. You see the throws, you see him mess up. But you know, I don't think it's gonna be as I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Chiefs win probably 35 to 28. How do the Raiders score points? You're very optimistic with that one. They, they have, have no running. Josh Jacobs is terrible. He, well, is he terrible or is the schemes terrible? Come on. No, he's terrible. I don't think so. I don't think so. I disagree on that. I think Josh Jacobs is a is a decent running back in the league. Um, I think, yeah, but... I think it's the scheme. But... They have Devontae Adams, Darren Waller. They're going to put up points at some point. I don't know how, but they will, okay? They have to. They're too good not to. Hunter Renfro, they have to. I still have to believe that Derek Carr isn't an awful quarterback. How good does he go from being decent? We called him, we called him what, a top 10 quarterback last year, did we not? Yeah, yeah. we've been known to make some bad takes. I just, I don't <laughs> Like Devontae that. Parker being a top five, <laughs> top five wide receiver. <laughs> I, I I agree with you, Daniel. I I think Vegas will find its footing, just not against the Chiefs this week. They're more uh, desperate for sure. Yeah, but the Chiefs are playing desperate too because they felt they feel like their record isn't as good as it should be too. <laughs> That's true. And, they, and after losing to who they, the Colts, yeah. And again, Somehow. this is another this is another AFC big time matchup, right? Like it's divisional. If the Chiefs lose this, 
you know, that, that puts a dent in, you know, them finishing top spot in the division, right? And that's a pretty coveted spot to try and finish. Uh, great NFL talk here, boys. Uh, why don't you take us away with Urban Hope? Yes, let's go. Um, Urban Hope, dear, near and dear to my heart. Some cool news. Uh, we have found our home basketball court for our future basketball program that the coach will be coaching. And it's been amazing as an amazing blessing because we got it for free. And uh, we have it pretty much Monday to Friday, anytime we like uh, from a certain time. So we got it for free. Really amazing. Um, So thank you for anyone who's been praying for that. Uh, It's coming to fruition. It's coming together. Uh, This one student from Urban Hope who has grown up through the system. He's uh, been in and out of Urban Hope. He uh, has gotten himself into a lot of trouble throughout his life. He actually went to jail at one point in his life. Um, Should have been in jail, locked up for a long time, but uh, got lucky, got out on um, a technicality, and is now uh, totally dedicating his life to God and serving and and, and being an influence in the community he's brought many uh kids that have been stuck in in different gangs to our urban hope program he's brought them out of those those gangs and 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 out of uh selling drugs that cycle of selling drugs so it's been really cool to see him grow and uh, this is what you guys have a chance to support and and be a part of uh if you want to send uh any kind of blessing that way you can check out uh, sportsrevens.com or, or churchinthecity.ca and you can give you can write down urban hope they're all the funds that are donated to Urban Hope goes directly to the programs that we run. So you can check that out. Um, thanks for making an impact, and uh, this we're gonna keep on rolling. And it, uh, I'm excited to see Coach kind of take over this uh, bunch of kids that can actually play and have some talent instead of coaching uh, some schmucks like me and Drew and a bunch of other Winnipeg country boys. So uh, good luck with that, Coach, and we're excited to see what what happens. Let's not denigrate how good you guys are, okay? You guys were great. Um, yeah, super excited for that. Um, things are you know, finally moving in the right direction, so that's really awesome. All right, I am super excited for this topic. Um, a lot of things can be said, should be said, and uh, it's something that you know it has been kind of a timely thing, right? Like, no matter what age group you're in, you've probably had this conversation. And it's... The real question that I want to ask is, should athletes and or coaches be considered role models? Now, um, before we really delve into this, I want to read you what our, not our, but like what, what the guy with the most points in NBA history has to say about somebody who is very polarizing. So if you haven't seen this, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar dropped some, usually I would say dropped some knowledge as a reference, but he just dropped some thoughts. And uh, this is what he had to say about uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, So Kyrie Irving would be dismissed as a comical buffoon if it weren't for his influence over young people who look up to athletes. When I look at some of the athletes who have used their status to actually improve society, and, and this is a great list here, Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, Billie Jean King, Arthur Ashe, and more, it becomes clear how much Irving has tarnished the reputations of all athletes who strive to be seen as more than dumb jocks. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on Kyrie Irving. Uh, I'll give I'll give you uh, the first word here, Drew. Um, coaches, athletes, should they be role models? 
at the professional level? Well, I don't think there's anything we can do to stop them from being role model. Like, should they be? Probably not. Like, they're playing child's games, right? Like, on a professional level. Um, are they? Yes. And I think athletes need to be aware of the impact that they are having on uh, on kids. However, with Kareem's... Kareem sort of takes an angle on here that says you have an influence on kids which is good unless you have opposing views to what mainstream media wants and then it tarnishes the idea of being a role role model so should they be probably not are they yes is there anything we can do about that i i I don't know like who who are we supposed to like i know me growing up like athletes were my role models i i remember having a uh this bible that had all these christian athletes would have posts or like throughout the bible it was so cool to look up to athletes that are also believers um but sometimes we put them on too high of a pedestal right and then I, I I look as a great example is uh, Josh Hamilton. Uh, I don't know if you know the story, Josh Hamilton in the MLB, uh, a Christian guy, but struggles a lot with addictions. And it seems like every time he would, you know, fall off the wagon, it, it became this big thing of, oh, he's, he's influenced all these kids. Right. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure to put on, put on a guy that's just trying to play a game. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm sort of talking in circles, but Dan, go ahead. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, also known as like Ferdinand Lewis Alcindor Jr. That's his real name. And he changed his name uh, to you fit You Googled his... that. You Googled fit... that. Come I on. knew his Lou he Alcindor. Just read that. He just read that off his phone. No, I just did. Yeah, I did. I knew his name was Lou Alcindor, um, but I didn't know it was uh, Ferdinand Lewis Alcindor Jr., uh, that's his real name. He he changed his name for his religion, his Muslim religion um, that he believes. And this guy, you know, throughout his career was, quote unquote, silent on those social issues that he's been talking about. Um, and he's pointing to basically like I, I still don't really understand why he has such a hatred for Kyrie Irving hmm. just because of the vaccination difference in opinion. Um, because of what he stood for, because Kyrie, for the most part, probably is aligned with him in many, many of those um, thoughts and beliefs that he has. I would, I, I would think. I don't actually know that, but the question is: Should athletes and coaches be role models? I think, yeah, they, they. I agree with what Drew said. They don't. We don't really have an option in in, in that. They are. Um, I wish. I wish that there was a way to highlight areas that highlight scripture and areas that highlight the beliefs that we as, as Christians believe in and that uh, many, many others believe in if they're Christian or not. Um, I wish there was a way to accentuate that, not the things of the athletes that are highlighted now. For example, if you look at the greats, the greats, you look at Michael Jordan, look at Tom Brady right now is going through it. Wayne Gretzky. They've all, had such family issues they've all had divorces and and tom brady's going through that right now 
and um, Tom Brady's fighting the idea of you know trying to cling on. He's already won the most championships as a player. He's trying to cling on to that and hold on to that, um, and it's it's affecting his family. And and family should be the number one thing, right? Family should be the most important thing, and I think they're missing um, those kind of beliefs and 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 positive attributes that we should be sharing and the things that are being highlighted are are things that are wrong so i can go into those if you want but well well the problem the problem is is that the the athletes who are quote like family men aren't the ones that that are flashy on the online postings and tiktok videos and juju smith schuster dancing in the like like those aren't the kind of guys that get highlighted. So you sort of have to dig for the type of role model that you're you're describing. Like I like I remember Philip Rivers like had like eight kids or something and that was a point of jokes, right? Like mm-hmm. eight kids with one woman. Yeah. Family. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he was sort of like the butt end joke because of it, right? Like mm-hmm. even though like what what's wrong like not that i want eight kids but you're on your way on on my way <laughs> but well, um I, I think you know i can see both of your points um and i think one of the the issue is people people see ath- as athletics as the way to end a cycle of poverty right you know how many nba spots are made each year there's two drafts and it's not just people from Canada and the United States now, it's the whole world. How many people make the NFL? Yeah, sure, there's a ton of rounds in the draft, but guys who actually get rostered is a very small amount. And we've and by we I mean society and you know certain cultures have said, hey, the only way to be successful is to be an athlete. Right? And I, I watched Coach Carter the other day just because I was bored and I wanted to watch something that I kind of, you know, liked and didn't have to really pay attention. And this kind of shapes the way I coach my teams is the athletics part is one aspect of it. But what are the life skills that I'm trying to impart to the, the men, mostly, mostly boys that I'm coaching, right? And hard work, teamwork, diligence all these things are important and you apply that to studying how many kids in in poverty stricken areas are actually quite smart and they have you know they're they have the drive they they have the ability but no one's investing in them to say hey yeah okay lebron james is great but unfortunately you're not six foot eight 240 pounds go study to be a doctor go study to be a teacher go study to be an accountant right and we we've and of course you know we see on like sports center and the magazines and all the money that's flowing into, into athletics like this is it this is you know the best thing around but the actual percentages of you being able to do that is so minimal and so should athletes and coaches be be models no i don't think they should be role models right now people who exemplify you know positive attitudes and positive you know thoughts 
whether what you're whatever you're doing you can use that as a role model i know for me um i think back to you know my grade seven eight coaches and the impact they've had on me and like to like bruce bartell ramps even nick jansen like these men imparted more than just hey look go play sports and be good right they talked about the bible they talked about life skills they talked about who you should be as a man of god right and and that's and drew your, your question is what can we do about it it starts at the grassroots level right you're probably not telling your kids hey go worship tom brady you know don't go be be the next tom brady you're not you know you're you're telling them hey be a man of god you know read the bible pray every day that kind of stuff and you're putting them in positive directions and i don't, I don't think we can you know flip the switch and become hey go go praise our teachers and things like that but it starts at the grassroots level. It starts at, you know, where do we spend our efforts and what do we teach our kids? And it, it's tough because I think you nailed it on the head saying the impact of social media is so different, right? Like Wayne Gretzky probably didn't have to worry about, sure, he had to worry about paparazzi, but you have to worry about having an Instagram account and posting his life on there. He could still live in relative anonymity. And so the impact of what media has done and and trying to find the next it thing is also impacts who we idolize. If there was a Christian footballer, football player, sorry, and he was all over Instagram and was promoting Jesus and and was one of the you know top talents, I wonder what kind of response we would get. I'll tell you. That's Tim I, th- I think I think that's one of the biggest issues that maybe we're we're not hitting on is is that if, let's say, there's a guy that speaks up and speaks on these polarizing issues, um, speaks on on what actually Black Lives Matter stands for and goes against what they stand for because what they stand for is wrong, um, they're going to be shot down. They're going to be they're going to be tossed out of the league. If they speak well, on abortion, they're going to be tossed out of the league, right? Because that's quote unquote hate speech. Well, have so, we heard anything from Jonathan Isaac since he first spoke out? He wrote like, a book. I think he. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's written a book. It's actually right here behind me. And uh, it's a really good book speaking on it. And he's been promoting it everywhere he's going. So um, he's been speaking at different conferences too. But he's not highlighted at all because he's been out the league for so long. But he's supposed to play this year, hopefully. But uh, uh, he's one of the few guys that are actually standing up and, and has the quote-unquote criteria to speak because he's the right uh, shade for his skin, right? Like. It's ridiculous. And he's better at the game than Tim Tebow was at football. So yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's true. If Tim Tebow was a great quarterback, that would have been a way better story, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I don't want to dismiss. But, yeah. Go ahead. Dismiss, you know, like an athlete's rank and where they are, because to be a professional athlete is, is incredible, right? Honestly, like you can just tell the difference between a pro and an amateur. But we, even if you're, you know the sixth guy off the bench, you should know that you have influence mm-hmm. and you should use that influence regardless of, of what it is. I think it's, I think it's Clay Matthews, Drew, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, to have like him and somebody else started a charity in the NFL to, to build wells in Africa. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, I, only, I always thought Clay Matthews because of the Packers tie, but that kind of stuff. Why aren't we hearing about that? You know, that are that is athletes, you know, 
maybe believers and non-believers coming together for a, a, a great cause. It's been proven that if you can provide the basic necessities for people, they, they flourish. Water is one of them. And so and the reason why I, I kind of I really like this question is because, you know, you as pastors, you both have outsized influence on your communities. Right. Like when, you know, introduce yourself, why I'm Pastor Dan or I'm Pastor Drew, there's a connotation that goes with that. Right. And, you know, maybe you may not like the connotation all the time. And, but you guys have your lives. I won't say, you know, micro examined like athletes do, but there's a certain expectation from you guys, whether it's fair or not. And you guys, you guys live with that. I want to say, I would, I would say you live with that burden in everything that you do. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, it's fair. I, I think Dan, you probably get this too. It's like people, when they find out that I'm a pastor, it's like they almost get nervous around. Like they they almost censor themselves because they they feel like, oh, I can't 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 say certain things. It's like I don't want to be looked at like a role, like because that's not the message of Jesus. It's the message of Jesus is that we're all sinners we've all fallen we're all equal yeah this is the calling on my life to preach the word of god but that doesn't mean i'm not in need of the preaching as well so whenever i whenever i'm preaching i try and include myself because i'm not above anyone else i'm not better than anybody like you guys know me better than most so yeah I don't know, Dan, how you feel about that. I 100% agree. Um, I literally have playing basketball. People will find out I'm a, I'm a pastor. They will apologize for swearing beside me. Yeah. They will they'll take it easy on me until I give them an elbow and they, they wake up and say, hey, let's actually play. Um, I 100% I, I agree with all that. And the only standard that we're held higher to is, is God will judge us on a tougher standard is what scripture says as, as pastors, but we aren't any different. We are the same. Um, we're, we, we, we're all on the same level as everybody. So I don't ever like being put up on a pedestal. Um, like Drew's saying, but I think the point is, is that we can't help. We can't help. And I think it's the same with athletes, right? Like they can't help the platform they're put on. Right. So whether we like it or not, we, we're we're there and, and like you look at you look at charles barkley he didn't want to be a yeah. uh, role model right he said it in his playing days but he's forced upon him and and what makes it tough for these athletes is unfortunately most of them aren't very educated most of them don't really um you know have many great thoughts on on even what they believe they're so focused on their job which is perform in their sport perform as best as they can and that's what michael jordan said in that documentary right exactly like like if you want to follow me sure fine but i'm just doing what i need to do to be the best um as as we wrap the convo here what are some good or positive um aspects of what a role model should look like any thoughts on that I, I, I start, you can't. You, know, I, you can't say Jesus, Dan. 
No, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I always go back to starting with your identity. What are you um, recognizing yourself and are you recognizing yourself in your job or your um, your gender or your uh, status of fame? Um, what you should be recognizing yourself as, as created and loved and, and created in the image of God. That's who you are. Once you know your identity as a role model, you can let that uh, shine throughout your life. So I think you have to start with identity. Um, pass to you, Drew. Yeah, I think like one of the buzzwords would be authentic. Like someone who doesn't shy away from the the tough issues, even when it's goes well uh, counter culture, right? Someone who doesn't just fall in line with what culture is saying if they don't be- if they don't truly believe it. Is something I look for in in role models for sure, and then living that out exactly like like becoming a a good father and representing that in your life. You know, you saw Kobe do that late in his career slash after his career, and and that was his biggest um, impact, the biggest positive impact he's ever had is is being a good father and and how that affected others. And I think somebody who's also a good role model is somebody who accepts that they've made a mistake and owns up to it. I think a lot of the time we can see people pushing the blame onto somebody else. It comes to that genuine, that genuine, authentic person, right? Like, if I make a mistake, I need to own up to it. And that is that is something that isn't that again is counterculture today at, at this time and point. So point in time. Um, so I'm really not sure why Kareem, if you said Daniel is all over Kyrie, he picks some he picks some interesting characters, like <laughs> Muhammad Ali for sure. Like Bill Russell was was quiet. I don't think. I mean, I, no, he did fight a lot of racism in, in Boston. He, he was on. He stood up with uh, Muhammad yeah. Ali actually. Um, I think Kareem was there too at that at that tape. Like when uh, I just saw it in the OJ documentary. It oh. was Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Uh, Bill Russell and the Browns running back. Oh, um, um, OJ? Jim Brown. Oh, Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. <laughs> um, OJ. One thing you're going to, we're seeing happening is the, uh, the, the woke on woke war that's happening now. And it's, uh, I call it World Woke 3. And uh, you can see it at ESPN from, um, Malika Andrews and Stephen A. Smith going at each other. And, and, and you can see it at the, the, the girl that was shipped off to a different network fighting with, with ESPN over the same things. And now you can see it here, Kareem and Kyrie. And even LeBron stepped in today, had a couple comments, basically uh, shouting down Kareem, but no comment on Kareem and, and all that stuff. So you can see the interfighting happening because when it break it all down, that's what it's going to lead to because a lot of it is nonsense, garbage, doesn't make sense. And when you compare it to biblical values, biblical principles, um, don't even compare. They don't even compare. They're just, a, it's just a mess and it's going to lead to that. And we're going to see the fall of it. And because a lot of people don't hold those values, right? It's just, it's a, it feels like a lot of it is the squeaky wheel gets the grease at this point. Right. And at least I know in just when people I interact with on a daily basis, when it comes to gender and it comes to all that kind of stuff, there's we're all on the same kind of track. And these people aren't Christians either. 
right? They're people of different faiths, uh, different backgrounds, but you know, this this extreme wokeism is 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 very small minority making all sorts of noise. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap it up? Nope, nope, that's it. I was gonna make a joke about minority, but I didn't. Oh, look at you showing restraint. That's new. See, I'm growing. I'm growing. Jesus, Jesus is definitely gonna work in your heart, I guess. Yes. So we'll be back probably next week, right? Next week, guys. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody on Ooh. the Canadian side of the border. Uh, I know I'll be hopefully eating some some sort of lamb curry. Ooh. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I should uh, drew over. Uh, hard pass on the turkey for this guy, but uh, yeah, make sure you guys a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, stay safe and be blessed. Make sure you bring me some again. Dan Dan brought me some last time. So oh, did he? Yeah. Butter chicken, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's I'll put um? A question to Mama Chandran. What What's your thoughts on turkey, Drew? Uh, it's dry, but the stuffing's good. Nice, nice. Meat stuffing or bread stuffing? Uh, bread stuffing. Okay. I'm my mom makes like a whole extra bowl just for me because I love mm-hmm. it that much. Just stuffing and mashed potatoes and put gravy all over it. No cranberry sauce? Ugh. ugh. Oh, okay. Pass the cranberry oh, sauce. Brutal. Come on. Brutal. All right. Who's well... the white guy now? <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, good pod. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a nice trip. And we'll be back next week, Tuesday night. Probably for you Wednesday. Peace out, world. Like, subscribe. See you guys.